Pit the bit. And welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter, Tackle the Board, uh, powered by the Sharp app. My co-host, Russ Reese, the Vegas line reader. How we doing, Russ? How am I doing? Oh, my gosh. I was crying myself to sleep Sunday night. That's what I was doing. Yeah, it was a rough weekend. Uh, the mighty has fallen. Uh, the hot streak that I was on pretty much all mm -hmm. season winning every week finally came to an end, a losing week. But you know what? The cream will rise to the top, Russ, and we will come back stronger than ever with a winning week this week. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. Trust me. This is actually in 15 years of betting. This has actually been having that bad weekend. Only had like four games, but lost all four of them. It was just rough. Uh, a lot of close games. I was talking about UCLA close game that lost. I'm still sticking to my guns on some of the other picks that we had with the Eagles and 49ers. They just both teams just played terrible and that game with the 49ers, I mean, I'm watching Carson Wentz just chuck the ball up in the air, and every single point that he got was from pass interferences. It was just both games were just rough to watch, and then those games just put me on tilt for the week, and uh, literally I had to take the day off the other day. Hold on a second. I had to get in a zen place, man. I'm good to go now, man. I think good. I'm good this week. We're going to hit a lot of winners. I did a lot of work, man. I'm not messing around this week. I said this a couple of weeks ago when I had a bad weekend last time. I had an undefeated the next weekend. Mm -hmm. So when that happens the next weekend, man, I don't mess around. So I'm yeah. ready to go this week. Absolutely. Got to follow if we're off a bad week, honestly, because we come back pretty strong. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about in my games as well. The Fresno State game, complete dominating Nevada. And then they let Nevada score with 50 seconds to go, uh, pretty mm. much a whole 100-yard drive for the most part. Then they missed the two-point uh, two conversion, so they win by two, lose by the hook. It was such a killer. Fresno State was dominating that game on both sides of the ball. Uh, Strong actually threw some picks, which he never does. It came up on the board constantly. Like he hasn't thrown a pick in 190 attempts or something crazy. And UCLA, they were dominating. And I was, I, after doing extra work, I, I ended up putting a play on that as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The Iowa State game with Oklahoma State, it was unbelievable. Sanders. Uh, just threw or Saunders Sanders. It doesn't even matter. Guy was thrown mm -hmm. off his back foot corner end zone, 30 yard touchdown passes. Iowa state ended up winning that game off the revenge, but the line was too big, but I had the bigger play with the under one of my few winners from this past week. I knew that under was going to hit. It was looking a little dicey, but I had to take that off my chest. It's a new week. I'm super excited about it. And speaking of being super excited, we're mm -hmm. going to have our guy Anthony on, Anthony Servino. He's going to be talking some DFS right now. Anthony, how are you doing today? What's going on, guys? <clears throat> Nothing too much. Just licking a little bit of our wounds, you know? Yeah, we're Finally, everybody has fallen one week. So we're going to bounce gotta, back strong. You got to pick us up here. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we'll jump into what we usually do. So we'll jump into the quarterbacks first. Um, you got any quarterbacks that you're focused in on this week for a sleeper? Yeah, I, I like a couple of quarterbacks this week, but if you want to look at a sleeper, you know, Matt Ryan has been starting to get going with this offense. Uh, three straight games with 22-plus DraftKings points. He's only priced at 5900 this week. Um, and I like the matchup against Carolina. It's a familiar opponent, and Carolina might get Stephon Gilmore this week, uh, but it's going to be his first game coming off that injury, so who knows how effective he's going to be. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Gage, uh, that entire offense is starting to click quarter. 
Cordell Patterson. So uh, this could be a big week for Matt Ryan. And because of the matchup against Carolina, I can see a lot of people fading Ryan. I like that you kind of brought up a QB that isn't typically like a chalk against like a worse kind of defense for the most part. Because if I'm just looking straight off of DraftKings right now, uh, it's only against the 18th opponent's rank. So it's running that middle. So if he does get a good boom, you know, in that game, especially a tough Carolina defense like that, you're definitely going to cash in with it. Yeah, and, you know, he's lit up the bad defenses, as he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Carolina. Like, he plays Carolina twice a year for his entire career. He knows this team and this defense pretty well. It's not like it's an unfamiliar opponent with a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at another bottom feeder guy here on the lower. Do you like uh, Trevor Lawrence at all? How's he been doing? Um, Trevor Lawrence is playing better, but the Jaguars are becoming more of a of a run mm-hmm. team uh, for the past few weeks, which is actually helping Trevor Lawrence. He's only priced at fifty five hundred, four hundred dollars less than Matt Ryan. But Lawrence, uh, contrary to Ryan, where Ryan had the what three or four straight twenty two point games. Lawrence only has one 22-point game uh, in his past four games with mixes of 19, 17, and 11. And he's been getting pretty good matchups. Very true. So what about uh, what are you looking at for running backs this week? Any uh, sleepers uh, for running back? Let's see. Uh, lower price running backs that I like. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell from Philly. No Miles mm. Sanders. He's going to miss a few weeks. And... and the Eagles like the rookie. I don't think they're going to emphasize the use of Boston Scott. We saw that last year, and it really didn't work out. They drafted Gainwell, and Gainwell, in his sporadic uses this season, has played a pretty good football, and this is an opportunity for Kenneth Gainwell to maybe take this job and not give it back. Yeah, about uh, Gainwell, I kind of like that as well. Uh, the Eagles really haven't given Miles Sanders that kind of love that we expected that we were going to get for the most part with him. They've been giving a lot of touches with Gainwell already, and now they're going to have to show their hand now even more, and it looks like he's probably going to get a lot more touches because Boston Scott really hasn't been really that reliable of a uh, back. No, and, and, and Scott's a solid complimentary back, and I think he had 49% of the snap share last week uh, when Miles Sanders was out, but a lot of Scott's run was in the fourth quarter when the game was already out of reach. Mm-hmm. So what about uh, you got any guys eyed up for wide receivers? I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, my boy Mike Evans, three touchdowns last week. Oh, every time he has a bad game, he always goes off for some reason. It's crazy. He's like he's like a big baby. He's got to get the ball for some reason. You know, well, um, this but week, for wide receivers, is there any guys that you any boom players this week? Well, I think this is a week like you, you don't play Mike Evans. And I think oh, a yeah. lot of people are going to be fading him. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore shuts Mike Evans down, even though Marshawn Lattimore is not the same corner that he was three years ago. He has Mike Evans's number. Uh, so even with Antonio Brown out, I'm not touching Mike Evans and maybe Mike Evans gets on the board. Uh, but just a little stat last year, Mike Evans lined up against Lattimore three games. Uh, Evans scored a touchdown on two of them. So Evans's stat line in those three games one reception, three yards, and a touchdown. One reception's two yards, and a touchdown, and four for 64. So I'm not touching Mike Evans against Chanel mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore. I want to see Mike Evans light Lattimore up before uh, I go uh, and start him this week. Yeah, it seems like a defense uh, smash mouth kind of game anyway, too. But it, um, it, is there any any guys that you think will go off this week for at wide receiver? Yeah, if we're looking for the, the cheaper plays this week, uh, you know, you scroll down. 
Emmanuel Sanders is actually was pretty hot going into the bye, and he's only 5,400. And he's playing just about on par as Stefan Diggs. Miles, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, four straight games with 13 plus PPR points, two of those games over 20. And this is a guy priced at 5,400 on a high octane passing attack, and they're getting the Miami Dolphins. And that defense clearly isn't what we thought it would have been uh, coming off of last season. How about uh, Pittman Jr.? You trust him at all right now? Yeah, Michael Pittman is is slowly becoming one of my favorite receivers uh, to watch play. You know, it was uh, the primetime game against the Ravens where Michael Pittman really, uh, he really emerged on national television and he caught my attention. Uh, and even though the Ravens ended up winning the game, Michael Pittman was a stud uh, beating the Ravens' top coverage. Uh, and then even last week against San Francisco, San Francisco's mm -hmm. secondary is still pretty good. He puts 23 and a half on them uh, with 105 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, Michael Pittman uh, on the Colts. There's no other like T.Y. Hilton's already out. He returned mm -hmm. for like three quarters. Uh, Zach Pascal's the number two there. They like using Mo Ali Cox. But Pittman is going to be a star in this league. Yeah, I forget whoever the other receiver was on the Colts. He's out for Harris like, Campbell. Few... He can yep, never yep, stay yeah, healthy. Yeah, he's pretty. He's done, right? I mean, three three seasons, three stints on IR. Exactly. Yeah, Pittman Jr., he had some pass interference calls, mm -hmm. too, so it probably he could have had some more stats last week, too, in that game. Yeah, and he's only priced at 5,300. It's asinine, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, against Tennessee. I guess people saw Tennessee play good the last couple of weeks, but you got to think their secondary is still not good, right? No, and, and I, I think they'll... Um... You know, Tennessee's playing better, you know, whatever they did to the Colts. Uh, I think, it, I mean, to the Chiefs, I think it's more of an issue with the Chiefs than the mm -hmm. Titans being that good. Mm -hmm. That's true. What about, uh, have you checked out any guys for tight end? Who, who are you looking at this week? Uh, one of the tight ends I, I really like this week uh, Gerald Everett. Now he's a sneaky play. He probably needs to score, but with, uh, with Geno Smith under center, they are starting to look at a uh, Gerald Everett a little bit more at the tight end position. Jacksonville's a really good matchup. Uh, and I don't think uh, many people are going to be using Everett. He's been one of the bigger disappointments in fantasy this season at the tight end position. Um, another one, CJ Uzoma, this guy is coming out of nowhere. Uh, mm. a couple of big games already this year. Uh, he's, had uh 20 plus PPR points in two of his past four games. I, I think he scored a touchdown uh or five touchdowns in his past four games and he's only priced at uh 3700 and he's playing mm -hmm. the Jets who's been lit up by the tight ends like you know a couple weeks ago was Kyle Pitts went off uh and and that in that same game Hayden Hurst and Lee Smith I think they all caught touchdowns and then last week Hunter Henry uh, scored his uh, fourth touchdown in his past four games against the Jets. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was going to ask you a quick fantasy football question cuz I got Hunter Henry. Do you think he's solid enough I don't need to pick up a Uzoma to pick him up to stick with Hunter Henry you think? I mean if 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 he, if Uzoma is out there, I, I think Uzoma is going to have a higher ceiling. Like, I don't see many 20-plus point games for Hunter Henry, but mm -hmm. he'll give you that, like, four receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown, which is right around 10 or 12 PPR points where we've seen Ozoma pop, uh, you know, for 24 in two of his past four games. So it all depends on what you're looking for. Uh, but I, I think Henry is the safer, more consistent play. Uh, where mm -hmm. Ozoma is going to give you a little bit more boom or bust variance. More of a GPP play, right? Probably yes. much. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, if you were talking about season long fantasy and not were mm-hmm. you talking about DFS or season long with that question? Actually, just fantasy football long season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, it depends. Like, I, I usually like the more consistent play, yeah, yeah, which exactly. would be Henry. Yeah. I him. have Henry in my in my team as well, but as a backup because I got Kyle Pitts that I got. So he just, <laughs> he's just sitting there. Well, you're lucky you got him now. as a backup. But I did, score, I did have him when he went against the Cowboys. So that was good. So, yeah. If you have that. two good tight ends, like in your mm-hmm. situation, and you're facing bye weeks or injuries, like I've been starting Gasecki and Henry. Uh, for like the past three or four games oh, nice, because huh? I, I have some injuries to overcome and Hunter mm-hmm. Henry is a better flex play than like the third receiver. I mean, the third receiver on most NFL teams. Oh, nice. That's good to know. So what are we looking at defense wise? Is there, I don't want any chalky defense. I need a middle tier chalk, uh, defense that I can look at. That can be kind of sneaky with the, the make some noise this week. Well, the Bengals are going to be the chalk. You know, getting the New York Jets and whoever the hell that Mike White starting a quarterback. But, um, (laughs) uh, you know, even the 49ers, they're borderline chalk because they're getting the, you know, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think this is going to be one of those low scoring games where you can Mm -hmm. use them. Uh, But if you want a high ceiling defense. Is it I I almost want to say the Jaguars. Okay, mm-hmm. I like uh, it. It's something Jaguars, like Seahawks, and you know it's it's Geno Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I like that. And I think you're on the right track, actually, with the 49ers, because I don't think many people will take them just because they've lost four straight, and yeah. I don't think anyone's really paying attention to them anymore. Nice, I like that as well. You know, we're trying to find some sneaky plays for you guys because that's that's important because this is how you gain points against these guys when you do the daily fantasy. Uh, that's that's porn scoring that guys aren't going to get. So trying to find you some good sleepers there. But, uh, Anthony, before you go, give us your three guys you got to play this week. Three guys you got to play. Um, I'm going to go with um, – at- quarterback i'm gonna go with josh allen he's the most expensive quarterback mm-hmm. on the board but last year i think he totaled seven or eight touchdowns against the dolphins in two games and this defense clearly took a step back so i would pay up for the quarterback this week um if we're going down to running back james robinson against seattle seattle's one of the mm-hmm. worst run defenses mm-hmm. in the nfl you All rack right. up fantasy points look what camara did on monday night james robinson only priced at 6600 where Derrick Henry's 8,900, and I think they have just about the same upside. We've seen James Robinson put up 30 points in the game, too. Uh, and then if you want to go to wide receiver, uh, if you want to pay up, and this stack is going to make you go cheap everywhere else, uh, the Stefan Diggs-Josh Allen stack, mm-hmm. I, I think they could have a monster, monster game this weekend. But you're going to pay for them. Yep. You just got to hit on your 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 lower positions. Like you go mm-hmm. value defense. You go value tight end. No, I love it. And uh, I remember at the beginning of the year, I talked about the Bills, and there was a stat that I really liked with the Bills. In the fourth quarter, when leading, they're still one of the fastest-paced yeah. teams, even when up, which is great to score those points with Al because they don't put that they don't put that foot on the brake no. in the fourth quarter. They keep attacking, 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 which is always great to rack up the fantasy points. But thank you again, Anthony Servino. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru and my content at, at my content at fffaceoff.com. All right, Anthony. Thank you again. Let's Thanks go out another Anthony. winning week here in the DFS world. Good luck, guys. All right, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, and that's Anthony Servino, the real NFL guru. Good stuff.
Good. I like some of those little sleepers you have there. That Jag plays a little nice over there. And you know what? It's okay to pay up for Allen because I think, like I said before, they're going to kill this team, and I think there's going to be a lot of points that come along with it against yeah, this team. I like that you know? you're uh, on my Jag side this week, too. We might uh, have a nice little play this week. I don't well, know. We'll, we'll have say. to find out here. Well, well without further ado. Me, me and Chris, yeah. I mean, we talk, we talk after the show about what the big boy plays are after yeah, the show. Yeah, so. sure. You know, the sharp, the sharp plays. But, you know, we want to give you guys all the leans, of course, and see what we're going to get into. But, hey, let's get into this card right now, Russ. We got we got a nice little NFL card here. Um, you know, we're coming back here. Going to have a really good week. And this Thursday night game is not going to be a snooze, to say the least. We got the Packers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 51, Russ. Where are we going with this game? Yeah, I just I have a feeling, Chris, whoever's watching the show, I think I'm going to go undefeated this week. I think I'm going to hit every single game this week. All right. Just letting you know that first. All right. All right. There we, there go. we go. We got the Cardinals. All right. Cardinals, more balanced team, seventh in offensive yards a game, third in defensive yards allowed. Cardinals have only given up six passing touchdowns in seven games this season. Cardinals are fifth in sacks in the NFL. Packers are actually 23rd in offensive yards a game. Rodgers is going to struggle against the Cardinals pass rush here. 28 to 20 Cardinals take the Cardinals. All right. Well, Russ likes the Cardinals over here. Um, actually, I also wanted to bring up as well. The Green Bay secondary is not that good. So mm -hmm. um, Kyle, Mur Kyle Murray should have a field day. Um I think I think a good play as well would be taking the team total over on the Cardinals. I think I think they're going to get their points themselves. I don't know how Green Bay is going to really do because I'm kind of leaning towards under on this game because I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot more and try to control that clock and get it away from Kyle Murray. Where they're going mm -hmm. are they going to be able to score doing that? I'm not sure. So I'm leaning more of the under 51 here. Yeah, I would if you since you like the under, I would and you think Cardinals are going to score points, it sounds like you should take the Packers under and team total points then. Yeah, I think that's also a good double, a triple plot. dip, if you will. A little same-game parlay action that you can get into. Packers did not. Packers have not impressed me. I mean, we had the skins last week. We just knew that it was a boring game for the Packers, mm -hmm. but they Packers really didn't do much in that game. The, red, the skins just... They suck. They couldn't score at the end of the game. The Packers were literally giving them the backdoor cover, but right. uh, I'm sorry, Washington football team couldn't take advantage. So um, not impressed with the Packers this year. Um, I'll take the Cardinals, who I think's probably a top five team. They're the most balanced team. They look like how the Rams were before. Great defense, great offense, and just dominate teams. And the coaching's been fantastic too. Mm -hmm. Cooper's been doing an absolutely great job. Best I mean, quarterback in the NFL. I mean, what yeah. else can you ask for out of this team, really? I know they've been doing everything perfect and they've been showing it every week. So it's kind of hard to fade mm -hmm. them at this point. Six and a half is a really big line. I'm not gonna lie, Russ. It's it's a big line. And I do have some stats that are kind of contrarian for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt LaFleur is nine and two versus foes that are greater than 500 off a of straight up against the win against the spread win and the Cardinals haven't been the best team on Thursday they're one in seven on Thursday night games versus over 500 opponents but the that's Packers really, dating back a little before Kyler Murray though yeah too. exactly so, my point so that's before yeah. Kyler Murray because that's not a, a lot of games with him there so it's kind of you know it, mm -hmm. it, take it for what it is so this is kind of like a newer Cardinals team Kingsbury's only been there for some time but the Cardinals have been hot. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but uh, I would personally take the Cardinals as well, but I'm more of a fan of the under here. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, the next game we're going to is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Jets. 
The Jets are a ten and a half point favorite. I mean, excuse me, a dog. Excuse me, a dog. <laughs> I was looking at the Bengals, but then I was looking I at the Jets. ten and a half point dog. <laughs> Over under is forty two and a half. I almost lost myself to saying the Jets were a ten and a half point favorite, but that's not the case. Russ, where are we going? Uh, most guys know I don't take usually road favorites or big spreads, as I learned my lesson last week with the Panthers. Um, but this is the type of game where it could be a big spread where the Bengals aren't really excited about the game, but I still think they're good enough to shut down the Jets. So I'm going with the Jets under 16 team total points here. Uh, Bengals defense, they've been solid 10th in defensive yards allowed, 6th in sacks. Um, I just feel like the Bengals don't have much motivation as they blew out the Ravens last week and they have the Browns next week. So this is what you call a sandwich game. If you guys ever bet before, that's called a sandwich game. So I'll take Bengals 24 to 13 here. Take the under. Uh, sandwich? Sandwich game? A little sandwich. 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 My <laughs> father-in-law, he goes sandwich. He says sandwich with an M. You know, it's a South Philly uh, thing. Sandwich. And a but sandwich you know game, and just so no, just uh, some people don't know what a sh- sandwich game is. All right, all right. You got, well, I'm glad you informed the fine people that yeah, are watching. You here. Got a division game, and then you got shit team, and then you got division game. So you're looking at your schedule. You ain't looking at the Jets. You're just laughing. All right, you're not really coming up. This is like this is like the Packers of last week, but they still covered the game, but. You could tell the Packers weren't in that game. They just made some plays at the end of the game and beat the skin. So just, I mean, the Bengals can still cover this game. I still think they'll cover, but am I going to lay my money on it? I'm not going to lay my money on it. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm going to lay my money on it. All right. I'll do it for you. I love the Bengals here. This is a young team. This isn't a veteran team. They don't know the meaning of putting their foot on the brake. Uh, These Jets are terrible. Now you're getting QB that's not going to be able to score for the most part. The defense, like you said, the Bengals have been playing really well. Uh, this Cincinnati team is the up is down, down is up. The, the the standings have changed. The Bungles are taking over over here, and Burrow's been fantastic. Uh, mm. Chase has been amazing. This is this, they're going to be amped up. And my man Richard checking in. Bengals are young; they will be amped. You are hundred percent right, my friend, because they okay. will be amped and ready to go. They're not a veteran team that needs to put their foot on the brake and look ahead. The time is now, Rich and. This is this is going to be a Bengals spot where they're going to. What do we call this game, Russ? We call this game a body bag game. This is oh, a body, this is bag, a body game. bag game. All body right. bag game. We're going to put out QBs that have been going working at Shoprite over here. We're going to put them in the body. You bag gonna, You going to sweep the leg through here or what? Yeah, we're going to sweep the leg. We're going to do it all. That <laughs> kung fu. I don't even care how this goes, man. Is Flacco playing? Heck no, he's not playing. They're, what is he going to do? He doesn't even know the playbook yet. He's going to be out there like a statue? No, thank you. They're, they want to keep him for the next week if if uh, Wilson's not playing. This game, I, Jets, like you said, you like the under on their points. Then yeah. that means they're still going to cover anyway. Because at the I end know. of the day, if you follow the Sharp app, I got this game below 10 when it came out. I oh. knew what the situation was. Uh, if you follow the app, you know this is one of my big plays here. So I really like the Bengals. I have them under 10, uh, un- laying under 10 points, but I would still take over 10 and a half at this point. I have no problem doing that. This Jets team sucks. Yeah, I know. I just, my confidence level is just more on knowing that Jets won't score because I just, I'm just thinking that the Bengals, they have to score over 27 points. So I could feel like they could still mess around and still score like 24 points in this game or mm. something you know that's 
because they're on the road they could get right. out of dodge that's the only my only concern no, and it's on the nope. road too yeah and i and i also did a, a little weatherman doppler report over here just to make sure i was going to get any funky weather over here it's going to be a beautiful day in east rutherford hurricane schwartz over here hurricane schwartz over here it's going to be a beautiful you're going to see the sun out there sunday it's going to be a nice day for a beat down the sun with the shades on i'm ready to roll i, I yeah, was kind of yeah, worried because the nor'easter was moving in from up to down, left to right, and, you know, it goes in that circle. You know, I got my meteorologist degree. You know, I'm just getting, I'm telling you what I know here. And yeah, like our 49ers not going to be there on that, Sunday. So we, I'm we not worried. The night perfect with a nor'easter just coming in, just ruining our week even worse. I'm like, I'm watching Garoppolo. He can't even hold the oh, ball. God. It looked like he, every time he threw it, it was like he was, I could have threw it harder than him. And then you're watching Wentz. He actually just throws the ball downfield. You're just like, you can't handicap like huge storms like this. You just don't know who the hell is going to play. You right. know what I mean? You could tell the first quarter when there wasn't a storm, the 49ers were kicking ass. And then, okay, the storm came and yeah. they were done. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, definitely not Carl, back. And my man Carlos coming in. Beautiful day for a good old butt whooping. You got that right, buddy. Yeah, yes. it's gonna be a nice little lay the smack down. On I'm these. seeing a lot of money yeah, coming in on the Bengals yes, yes, yes. this week. <laughs> I love it. Let's keep breaking it all in. I don't care. But yeah, it's it's good that the Bengals are. In a, <laughs> they're in a, I'm just rallying the troops. I'm getting you amped up to the books. Here. You pay people to put these messages. No in. way. These are just our, these are our great fans that watch the show. I absolutely love it. We're gonna crush them uh, with this game. Yeah, I cannot Bengals, I like that they're the new exciting team too. So they're yeah. gonna play hard all the time. They're not like one of these teams that have been there before and they they can take weeks off. You know what I mean? So these oh. are, yeah, these oh, guys. I know have what you mean. Lay the smackdown, no oh, problem. Yes. I like speaking, it. This guy's speaking our language. Over I know. Here I, now. He's speaking yeah. languages. We know what this guy's talking about. Starting Carlos. to find Thanks for checking here. in. <laughs> absolutely love it all right let's go to the next game because i'm getting too amped up over here <laughs> dolphins at the buffalo bills we got minus 13 and a half for the bills over under 49 and a half for us what are we doing here a lot of mixing it up this week boys i'm taking the over here all right no, bills maybe. coming off a loss and it's off of a bye so the offense should be able to put up 35 points in this game easily like last time mm -hmm. the dolphins had two actually knocked out in the first half last time these guys played yeah. Um, so I just don't see a huge blowout like last time they faced off when it was 35 to nothing. All right. So Dolphins had the ball inside the Bills 30 yard line four times in that game. and They came away with zero points. So I just feel like this is a different story. I feel like Tua, he can get plenty of garbage points in this game. I could see a 34 21 type of game here. Give me the over. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Love the over. Uh, last time they played, the Bills were only a three-and-a-half point favorite. Now we're up to almost 14 points. Uh, they just know it, they're just going to put on tons of points. And what we talked about, the Anthony Servino before I was talking about, the Bills do not take the foot off the pedal with Josh Allen in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. So we know points are going to be scored and be scored at will. I love the over here. And if you're actually feeling froggy, you want to leap with the Bills, the Bills are 5-0 and against the spread this year versus teams with a losing record. They beat the shit out of these bad teams all year mm -hmm. round. So if you want to lay if you want to lay the, the Bills with the points, I have no problem with that. But I'm with you, Russ. I'm all about that over. Nice. Uh, next game we're going to get into is the Rams at the Texans. Uh, it is also another big spread. Um, Texans are getting 14 points. The over-under is at 47.5 for us. What do we do with this game? Here's another game. I like the over here. Uh, Texans have faced three teams this year in the top 10 in offense. They gave up 31, 31, and 40 in those games. Average of 34 points. 
Um, it actually looks like Tyrod Taylor uh, should be back to give the Texans a little bit of a spark. Too. Oh, is he going to play this week? I saw he's I'm still in the pretty IR. Sure, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'll have to check on Friday on this guy. Yeah. So if he isn't playing, I'm not taking the over here. But if he is coming back, I'm on the over. And this is a non-conference type of game here. So I definitely like the over 34 17 type of game i told you guys to take the rams under last week against the lions we ended up hitting that mm -hmm. um but this game i just feel like now they'll let loose the rams will put up some points here yeah i mean the rams uh typically before the season started they're a and against the spread against teams that are less than 33 percent um if tyrod taylor is playing and he is truly healthy I wouldn't actually mind taking the 14 points with the Texans because he did have that first good game during the year and 14 points. I'm not saying Tyrod Taylor's laying the world on fire, but this is kind of a game. This is kind of like the reverse that like, you know, this is a veteran team with like Stafford and guys like that where like mm -hmm. they know who they are. They're not young. They're just not ripping it and ripping it, you know. They're, they're picking their points, their spots, and everything. Uh, Rich is checking. He said Tyrod practiced today, so that's yep. good news. I was, just gonna, well I was waiting until you were finished. Thanks for throwing that out there, though, Rich. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for contributing. We appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, if Tyrod's playing, I would take the points. But besides that, I'm pretty much just staying away from this game. I'll let you take the over on that. Oh, yeah. Next game we got is the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are minus one and a half. The over-under, 51. Oh, man, I'm usually an under guy, man. We got three in a row here. I got the over here again. All right. Titans gave up under 20 points in two games this season. The next game, every time they did that, they gave up 27 points and 31 points the next game. Uh, they gave up only three points last week to the Chiefs. They have an average defense, so I see the Colts getting points in this game. Colts secondary has been banged up. Uh, they just got lucky last week because there was a huge storm or whatever, mm -hmm. so... 49ers couldn't put up any points. Um, definitely see some points scored. This game was low scoring last time. That's because Wentz had two sprained ankles. Oh, look, I'm talking a little nice about Carson Wentz. They look oh, at me man. over here. Don't get too carried um, away. Uh, I'm being a little generous for him this game, but I see a 28-27 type of game. Just because the Titans have been playing really good defense, I could just see this game actually get into a shootout here. And I know Tannehill gets into, like, I saw some studies, like 70% on over. So he didn't hit an over last week, so I see the over hitting this week. So 28-27 type of game. Give me the over. Yeah, I'm actually on the side over here. I really like the Titans here this week. Uh, division play, Titans are 9-0 off a straight-up win versus an opponent off a double-digit straight-up win. The Colts coming off that double-digit victory against the 49ers. And the Colts are actually 0-6 at home off a back-to-back straight-up against the spread wins, which they have done as well. So this is a really good letdown spot for the Colts that have been kind of playing over their head a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the Titans are kind of you know getting into the groove that we thought they were going to be into now. So uh you talk about the secondary being banged up and everything not being exposed because of the weather guess what it's going to get exposed this week give me the titans as a small favorite one and a half nice yeah i like that i mean the titans went on a run a couple of years ago where they got mm -hmm. hot so who knows this if the be titans that time get again. hot again yeah and, and a lot of people are probably really liking the colts right now based off of that you know Getting prime points, time game yeah. this is a great spot a great letdown spot here mm -hmm. uh the next game we got I'm really curious to see where you go with this game because this is a tough <laughs> one here. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are getting three and a half points at home. Short dog over under 48, Russ. Where are we going? 
I bet you're curious. I got my line. It says it right here. This is the one game I'm going to avoid this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know what the Lions offense they're going to do in this game. And I don't know what the Eagles defense is going to do as they're the worst. They're they're the worst than penalties. So I can't trust these guys on the road in this game. Um, Lions eventually got to win a game, too. And it could be against Mm -hmm. the Eagles who have bad coaching and get tons of penalties. Um, but the one thing I do like, though, is the Eagles team total points over there, 26 and a half. If I had to pick something here, because okay. um, the one thing what hurts is what I know he can do is put up points against bad teams. So mm-hmm. um, this game could go over because I can see him getting over that 26 and a half points. So I could uh, probably, yeah, probably lean me over because I was talking about golf. They haven't been able to put over. 17 points and like it was four or five straight weeks i think mm-hmm. last week they just put up 19 so i feel like this is a game they can get in the 20s at home against the eagles here so i could see this being a pretty crazy game like 27 23 or something so i think it could hit 50 here yeah you know what uh, speaking of that i actually kind of like the detroit lines over on points over 22 and a half Man, that's good uh, i think yeah. golf, he will get a lot of time back there there'll be a lot of wide open wide receivers we know how bad the linebacking core has been swift should be pretty solid there the tight end play has been great for them this year uh i actually if i had to take something i would lean the lines with the points just because i just can't trust the eagles being anywhere under a touchdown at this point they're just not good did you hear what Sirianni was talking about he's talking about like planting a garden with flowers he's or been something. doing that since the start of the season oh i told you gosh, this guy is completely is. losing it and like fletcher cox is talking out loud and it's just it's getting super ugly really yeah, fletcher fast cox and, can't get a sack and he's blaming the coaches now yeah well you know there's gotta be a scapegoat somewhere and then the coaches mm-hmm. are saying we suck after he co- comes out and talks it's crazy so mm-hmm. Uh, this Eagles team is not in the right state of mind. I feel bad for my man, uh, my man, the wide receiver, Devontae Smith, because he is such a stud and he's in this garbage pail of like a team right and, now. I knew Jeffrey Laurie was doing this on purpose. They were talking down the Eagles all season. like, yeah, we're not going to be that good or whatever. He's like, and then they brought in Sirianni. I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? I'm like, this guy is just a front total moron that has mm-hmm. no clue what he's doing. Um, you could even tell, oh my God, Gannon, Jesus, he's oh, Gannon's been terrible on defense, <laughs> yeah, worst defensive coordinator. So hopefully they get rid of both of them, but then the season, they'll just get rid of Gannon and say, all right, we'll just got rid of this guy. Yeah, this bring some- yeah you're going to yeah, have to yeah, somebody. You could tell this guy, can't, he can't make any adjustments during the game. So that's the problem with the team is they just get out coached by the end of the game. When, Derek Carr's throwing all over the field. I mean, oh. he, he couldn't throw he threw 90% or something. And he was missing Waller. He's throwing a bunch of bombs. That's absurd. That's what I'm saying. I think, yeah. I think personally, the play is the over on the Detroit Lions, 22 and a half. I think they could maybe even get close to that by halftime. Yeah, this team's a mess. The, the, yeah, the terrible coaching, all those penalties on the road. Yeah, the line, Lions get their first win here. Yeah, I win think sometime. I don't want to see Campbell crying anymore. Yeah, I can't take that grown man crying anymore. He just loves his team so much. I just can't take it. You know, it's, it's just such a sob story. Uh, Grown-ass man crying out there. Because I hope the he doesn't, cry. Hope he doesn't cry after he wins a game. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? They probably have this game circle because of how bad the Eagles are playing. This is like, this is yep. our, this is their Super Bowl, I think. Yep, the two worst coaches in the NFL going up against <laughs> each other. They might be. You might be right. Because Anthony Lynn's no longer a head coach. So he's, this is he's the, the definition he's the of a toilet, right toilet bowl right here. For the yeah. Lions. That might be the worst 
uh, actually, that might be the worst coaching duo in the NFL. I'm sorry because yeah. Anthony Lynn is so bad, but uh, I, I, I could talk about him for days, but we won't because I don't <laughs> want people to leave. So the next game we're going to get into, uh, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are laying three and a half. The over-under is 42, Russ. All right, we're getting off of those overs, boys. We're getting to my bread and butter with the unders here. I've been hitting these unders all season long. I got to backtrack and look at all these things. Oh, my gosh. I need to start betting them. Uh, both of the matchups last year for these two teams, they were actually shootouts. So now we got a completely different story here. Steelers are coming off a bye. They get to face Keenum here, who should be playing in this game, or even a banged-up Baker, who should not even be playing in this game. Uh, Brown's defensive line, they're going to overmatch the Steelers' offensive line. So they got one of the best defensive lines against the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Steelers are going to struggle to score points on the road here. Um, so I think both teams are just going to play conservative here and just see who makes the first mistake in this game. I just see a 17-13 type of game. I just think this goes under easily. Yeah, I'm I'm more on the side with this game. I mm-hmm. actually like the dog here. Uh, we bash the Steelers a lot on this show. Yeah. But- as, as like a dog, that. I really do like them uh, this year. I mean, well, not even this year, just like a track record. The last mm-hmm. 17 games that that the, they were a dog of less than seven points versus a greater than 500 team, they're 16 and one, Ross, against the spread. 16 what? and one. Yes. So they have covered as a dog less than a touchdown in good amounts. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm all over with the Steelers here. If I'm getting over a field goal, especially with uh, – you know, the backup QB being in and all the running mm-hmm, back issues definitely. and and the wide receivers all banged up, Landry's banged mm-hmm. up, everything else. I think this is a great spot for the Steelers. I, I really like mm-hmm. the Steelers. If I'm getting three and a half. I'm all about that. I, this is a great spot with a guy, with a team, with a better coaching and just getting points. I think this is this is a good spot here. So give that's, me the Steelers plus That's what it's half. all about. That's why they're so great because I always talk about um, – Top 10 defenses getting points. You want to take the dog. And then if you got a bad, um, what is a bad defense giving points, you want to fade those teams. It's like, it's very easy to just look off of. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, But yeah, that's pretty impressive uh, ATS right there for the Steelers. But uh, now that you say that, I mean, if Keenum is playing, I think, I mean, you got to, I also like that backup quarterbacks giving points. That's something you got to love there with the Steelers. I mean, I bashed the Steelers all year, but I, I've been telling us about fading them when they're favorites. Yeah, so favorites. Spot where they're adults, so this is a good spot for them. Absolutely. Uh, next game, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Bears. The Bears are getting three and a half. Russ, the over-under is 39 and a half. You thought the last game was a snoozer. Wait till you watch this game, guys. Yeah. I'll take another under here. You got the 49ers defense. They gave up 30 points last week somehow. Um, but that was because of bad weather and all the points came off of those pass interference calls. The 49ers cornerbacks were literally falling over. So they literally were getting back up and just sprinting back at the guys and literally tackling them. It was probably the worst defense I've ever seen, but they were just screwed. There was nothing they could do. Um, but for this game, 49ers defense, I just feel like they're going to bounce back here as they're now facing a rookie quarterback. Um, and he's kind of banged. The fields has been banged up, too. That's why they looked terrible last week. Um, I almost took the spread for the Niners for this game, but I just don't trust the 49ers offense to score enough on the road here with Kittle still being out. Um, so I'm going to say they get up to 21 points, 21 to 14 type of game, but I'll take the under. I just feel more confident in the under in this. 
Yeah, I mean, you talked about the Eagles-Lions game staying away. This is my ultimate stay away game. I absolutely hate this game. The 49ers have been disappointed with back-to-back bad coaching games, and the Bears can't stop anyone. Fields has been terrible. I'll I'll go with you with the under, but I'm this is my ultimate stay away game, so I have nothing else more to say with about this snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game is the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are laying three points. The over-under is 45 and a half for us. I was in shock. Usually me and Anthony are on the same page. When I heard him talking Matt Ryan this week, I was like, no, no, no. He's not saying this. I was like, come on, man. Let's go. I got the Panthers this week. I got four <laughs> last week. Should have never taken the Panthers. Just stupid. You don't take average teams on the road giving points it's just dumb you only take playoff caliber teams on the road giving points you never take road teams giving points in nfl um so we're back to square one with the panthers all right they're getting points the whole public's abandoned them again this time so i'll take a pissed off team who's been embarrassed they got a good defense i got them all day here against the falcons i don't know we talked about the falcons last week giving points i'm like i'm cringing when i said that yeah, what happened? They won by like two points to the terrible Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They beat the Dolphins. Who'd they beat two weeks ago? They beat another bad team. Falcons aren't good. They'll, the they'll Jets, play with the bad teams, but Panthers have a good defense. Panthers have been last two. Everyone's got their one shit game that you just have for the whole season. Everyone goes through it. Panthers had it last week. They played terrible. The game was close the whole time. I'm like, all right, waiting for the Panthers to pull away. But the game was just, they couldn't score. And for some reason, the Giants just pulled away in that game. The Panthers, I just feel like they get things, they get it done here. The Falcons don't impress me, especially when they give points. I don't trust the Falcons. So um, I'll take the better defense. I'll take the Panthers getting, looks like some books are going to three points or I'll take those three points all day. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you on that as well. Um, we talked about before bad teams, uh, you know, not covering typically. Uh, Atlanta has covered their last two games, and they've been against really bad teams in the Jets and the Dolphins for the most part. So, I mean, yeah, if you're if, if you're on the same boat as we are with this team not being that good, the chances of them covering this game is not looking that good. And on top of that. Uh, we we were probably laid on the Panthers, you know, because we should have probably not took them there. Being a small yeah, it was there, amping but, up the Panthers way too much. The when the, when they're an average eight nine win team, they're gonna lose on the road like that. It was just dumb yeah. of us. So now that we're getting points here, they also haven't covered their last four games and lost their last four. I mean, something's mm-hmm. got to get for this Panthers team, yep. and I think and I think the Falcons might be the right recipe here. And if we're getting points there, this is probably gonna be a live dog here. Um, I know they haven't been too impressive on offense, but I think there's a big coaching mismatch here with Rule as well. Uh, give me the Panthers as well. I like them getting the points. And the road team in this matchup is 4-1 and one in their last five meetings. So the road team has had the better end of this matchup for the most part. So going with history with that as well. So give me the Carolina Panthers as well with Russ getting the three points. Exactly. I mean, the Falcons, they beat the Giants, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Like, come on now. Yeah, that's about it. Exactly. All right. Next game here. We got the New England Patriots at the LA Chargers. Chargers are laying five. The over under Russ 49. Go Chargers. I got the Chargers here. Patriots. They're Patriots aren't coming off a 40 burger. They're coming off a freaking 50 burger, man. Holy shit. This Patriots <laughs> offense coming off of 50 points. That means they're just due to not score points for a while now. Yeah. 
So you got the two best defenses Patriots have faced are the Saints and the Bucks this season. They scored 13 points and 17 points in those two games. This will be another solid defense where I actually think that this Chargers defense is better than both of those defenses. Um, Chargers are coming off a bye in this game. And the Patriots, they actually embarrassed uh, the Chargers last year, 45 to nothing. You think Herbert doesn't see that? Mm-hmm. Give me the Chargers here. Probably like a 27 to 20 type of game, but I just feel like the Chargers win this easily. I'll let the Patriots get some backdoor crap, but we still cover this game. Yeah, you're looking at more as like a backdoor situation where it makes the game look close like the Eagles did with the with the Raiders. Yeah. Or against the Bucs. <laughs> or against when they, the Bucs. Exactly. The Eagles are the kings of making games look close, but you're not mm-hmm. quite calling this a body bag game. Nah, not a body bag game. I'm I'm saving that for later. You'll okay, see. all right, all right. We'll, we'll hold on to that. I'll roll with you with the uh, with the LA Chargers. You know the Super Chargers. I have no problem digging that. I love Herbert, man. He's been slinging it like crazy, so I love that as well. But let's get into a little interesting game over here. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off their win, off the bye at Seattle. Seattle's laying three and a half. The over under us measly forty three and a half. I did these notes about yesterday, but. I am convinced I do like the Jaguars, but I do like the over two in this game. I'm probably going to side with the over more here because Geno scored 10 points and 20 points in the last two weeks, but they were first good defenses. So I just think the offense is going to play a little better here against the Jaguars defense. Jaguars are 30th in the NFL in yards allowed on defense and the Seahawks are 31st in NFL and yards allowed on defense. So I could easily see these teams both getting in the 20s here. I just feel it's going to be like a 24-21 type of game here. I mean, I think Geno can get in the 20s here against the Jaguars at home in this game. So definitely like the over here. Yeah, it looks pretty easy to hit this over, right? But not so fast, Russ. Uh-oh. I'm all about the under here, okay? We got, a rookie, we, got a, we got a rookie quarterback coming in to this pumped-in noise of a marina over here where guys get a little flustered. They can't really get you know the calls out there. They got to go on the silent count. This is a new rookie quarterback in the league. I know he's been playing in big games, but this is a whole new monster for him. And I don't think he's going to be able to score as well as you think here for the most part. And I actually got a little tidbit about Pete Carroll as well when he loves playing these shitty teams over here. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is 2-10. and 10. With the uh, with the under being favored ten out of twelve times, facing team as a favorite, uh, facing a team that's less than five hundred, so he tends to pump the brakes a little bit for these shittier teams. He just wants to get out of dodge, you know. Cool Pete Carroll, you know, enjoying himself. He doesn't really care too much. He just wants to just win this game and get out. Give me the under forty three. Okay, nice. I think that's like the first time ever we've like disagreed on an over under. It's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> With the over unders, we yeah, have. I like when you. I like when you get serious and start talking, man. I like to loosen you up a little bit. Yeah, it's all right. Know, I'm pretty loose, you know. I'm drinking these. Uh, I'm drinking these spin drifts <laughs> now. You know, yeah, you're too. I'm trying to get them now. as a sponsor right now. So spin drift, if you're watching, <laughs> I'm in the sober October right now. So uh, I've been drinking these spin drifts that kind of kick me off the beer. So okay. I've been really enjoying them. I don't know what's in that thing. I mean, I don't know what's got getting you going over there. A little seltzer water, a little seltzer water, extra sugar in there or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not much fun, but you know, it's it's enough fun for me. It's got it's got it's got one carb and fifty grams of sugar. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me see. We got here. We got zero sugar, one carb. All right, so we're locked in here. All right, all right, right. you're locked. We're locked in. All right, now we're moving on. Thin drift. If you're listening, would love you have a sponsor. So by all means, we can work something out. 
for my sober drink. Anyway, <laughs> Washington football team at Denver. Denver is laying three points. The over under 44. Where you at? I got the Broncos here. Um, I'd start putting off the siren, but uh, that, we got to put that to bed for now. Yeah, that didn't work last out last week. week. So uh, no. kind of think of it as something else. Yeah, we got to come <laughs> up with a new little uh, little sounder. That one exactly. did not do well. So we got uh, the Broncos coming off four losses. They're in the same situation as the Panthers here. I like the Broncos here to bounce back. Um, they've been losing the solid teams the whole season, but they've been beating up on the bad teams. Washington is not a good football team here. Um, they're playing with a backup quarterback, Heineke, all season long, and you can tell they've been terrible. They're like one and six against the spread this season. Washington's been bad. And Antonio Gibson, he keeps playing, but I hear that he's in pain in every single game that he's playing in now. Um, it's only a matter of time. They're going to shut this guy down. And then on defense, these guys are ranked 29th in NFL and defensive yards allowed Washington. And I see that the bet percentage is with Washington in this game. So I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, Broncos are going to be getting Jerry Judy back in this game for the offense. So I think they Ooh. should just put up enough points. Exactly. Ooh. So they'll get back to those first three weeks where everything was going uh -huh. well. 24-17 um, type of game here. I got the Broncos. Oh, I can take that. Yeah. I like that a lot. You know, oh, I yeah. talked about before a couple weeks ago or the week before I talked about uh, the Denver having one of the toughest schedules based on football outsiders to start mm. the season based on how the, the, the records have been going and, you know, the stats and everything. They've had one of the harder schedules to begin. So what a better time than to beat up on a Washington football team that really can't score. They can't defend the pass. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater should have a monster game this game, which we, I haven't really been able to say ever. And Washington themselves, they're one and five against the spread in their last six games following an ATS loss. And Vic Fangio, he loves beating up these shitty teams. Vic Fangio is 8-0 for his teams less than 500 off a straight-up loss. So he loves kicking a bad team when they're down, and I absolutely love that mentality. And for laying minus three, I'm all aboard this ass-whooping. Definitely. I mean, this Washington team is bad, man. I mean... They're playing. They got the backup quarterback. They got a running back who is good, but he is just beat up as hell. And then even Samuel, their second wide receiver, he might be out for the season. He got hurt again. So McLaurin is like their only bright spot. So it's like mm -hmm. that was their one bright spot last week. They threw him one deep pass and he called it. So what are they going to do? Just throw one deep pass every week? It's like they got nothing going for them now. They're just they're cooked. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the Sunday night game. The Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are getting two and a half points. The over under us, 55. Where are we going? I know you're getting excited before we did miss a game. So I'll let you know after this one. Oh, well, what do we got? That's all right. We'll go back after this one. Okay, fair enough. We got fair the, enough. the uh, really barn burner. Yeah, it's cool. This game, I got the uh, Vikings here. Um, so Dak Prescott, a couple weeks ago, he got hurt as calf on the last oh, yeah. play of the game. All so right. if he wants to play in this game, his mobility is going to be limited. Um, that's not a good thing considering they're facing a Vikings defense who are actually number one in sacks. I was pretty impressed when I saw that. Um, Vikings are much better than what their record indicates, actually. Um, they lost by three points to the Bengals, where they fumbled in overtime at the end of the game. They should have won the game. They lost by one point to the Cardinals, where they missed a chip shot at the end of the game, which they lost that game. And then the uh, the other legit loss was they lost by seven points to the Browns. So you could argue that these guys could actually be 5-1 and one instead of being 3-3 three and three right now. So um, these guys, I feel like they can play tight and I haven't really seen the Cowboys cover a game on the road in a while as a favorite. So I don't know. Give me the Vikings here. 28 to 24. I like the Vikings here. They could be five and one, but 
they're not five and one. I they are who those teams, Bang- Bengals and the Cardinals. Those are those aren't teams to sleep on too. Those are good. I teams. hear you. They're good teams, but mm-hmm. there's plenty of firepower on this Vikings team, and the defense should be a lot better here. I'm on the other side. I mm-hmm. like the Cowboys here. Uh, the Vikings just have not been good at home. They're one in six against the spread in their last seven games. But I think the key stat here, you were talking about Dak Prescott and his calf being an issue. I don't feel like that's going to be too big a problem. We all know Dallas's bread and butter is running the rock. That's important. They're second in rushing yards, and Vikings are 26 in the NFL in allowing rushing yards. So they're going to just stick to their normal game plan. The run game's going to be their form, and then it's going to be opened up. You got CD Lamb, you got Cooper out there, you got the tight end that Anthony always talks about constantly. I mean, they have plenty of weapons here, and the Vikings just always find ways to lose. You look at you look at Cousins; he has these big numbers all the time, but it just hasn't translate the wins. I'm not overthinking this, Russ. Give me the Cowboys minus two and a half. Okay. All right. And I know what game you're talking about now because this is a pretty good game here. I, you know, I, I was, this was a game. I do you like getting all jacked up on you your uh, Jaguars under. That's why. All right. We got Tampa Bay <laughs> at New Orleans. Uh, the Saints are now getting six points. The over under is 50, Russ. Where are we going with this? Uh, I actually like the under here. Um, so we have the Saints who rely on the run game with Kamara a lot. Um, the Bucks are the best in the NFL in rushing yards allowed. They didn't let Kamara do anything last year. So no breeze this season. So it's all mm-hmm. going to be Winston will have to do everything himself. And again, I always talk about this every week. He's got terrible wide receivers that can't take advantage of this Bucks bad secondary. Um, then we have the Saints defense who are actually third in rushing yards allowed. Um, so they also got a defense, uh, defensive end, Marcus Davenport and linebacker Quan Alexander actually back last week. That's why the defense looked so good last week. Um, give them a couple weeks here, but I just see, um, them shutting down the run here for the bucks too. And I think Brady's going to get in the third and longs, which he hasn't gotten in all season. Mm-hmm. Got Antonio Brown. He's been on crutches all week. He doesn't have Gronkowski. So he's got limited weapons here. So I just feel like this is a 24, 20 type of game. I think this is going to be a real playoff type game i mean the saints i don't feel like is a playoff team but i just feel like they'll be jacked up for this game at home the crowd's gonna be really loud here i just see the under here i like that underplay that's a pretty sharp play there um i think i think it is gonna be a hard fought game but i still feel like the bucks are gonna cover this game bucks in division games are six and oh against the spread after allowing less than 14 points for his teams that are greater than 33% winning percentage. Uh, the Bucks have been a really hard team to fade. I know you're talking about the Gronk injuries, but then they have two other tight ends that are could start for any other team in this league. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of weapons. Good Godwin's been great. I mean, this this offense is stacked, man. And I don't think Jameis is going to get these fourth and one sneaks. He's, he was doing it all against Seattle on Monday night. I was watching the, the, you know, the telecast and everything, and Tom Brady's like, oh, he rushed it again? I mean, it's just – and he was breaking down that defense. He was, he was glorifying how great these some of these young secondary guys are. He's just setting these guys up for failure, um, the Saints, because they might be tuning their own horn, taking it easy on them a little bit. But Tom Brady's going to fuck them up here, and I'm still going to take them laying the points here. So give me minus six with them. But I do like that under, though, because I think it, it's going to be a little bit low scoring. I think Jameis is going to have too much on his plate. I like how the Bucks defense has been playing. So uh, give me the Bucks laying the points, but I do like that under as well. So I'll rock with that as well. Nice. All right. We're on the Monday night, Ross. Uh, we got the Giants at the Chiefs. Uh, the line is minus nine and a half for the Chiefs. The over-under is 52. Uh, 
body bag game. Oh, shit. Here it comes. <laughs> I got the Chiefs here. I have a body bag sounder. That's next level. Yes, yes. Body bag. All right. You said body bag last week. You got me into this body bag now. Yeah, Maybe I, mean, I like it. Yeah, exactly. So you got the best cornerback in the best quarterback in the NFL. He's coming off an embarrassing loss last week. All right. This reminds me of the Packers getting blown out 38 to 3 to first game of the season. All right. Everybody was overreacting, saying Rodgers was cooked or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing a lot of talk this week about Mahomes, how he, he <laughs> sucks for the Chiefs offense <laughs> sucks or whatever. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This guy's in his prime over here. All right. I could see Rodgers, but this guy's in his prime. Um, they have four losses this year. They lost to the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills, the Titans. All those teams are going to make the playoffs this year. Give these guys a freaking break. Holy hell. <laughs> Guy had his first worst game of his career. Holy hell. These guys are going to get killed. You got the Giants. They're coming off a blowout win, too. They're a terrible oh, team. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my God. The Chiefs faced two bad teams this year. They faced the Eagles and Washington. They won by double digits both of those games. This is a perfect spot here for the Chiefs, 35 to 20. I'm being nice with the 20 points for the Giants. Yeah, I, think I, feel like, be. I feel like this is a Monday night football game, and I think the defense is going to get right here too. The crowd's going to be jacked up. These guys, I feel like they're going to win by three touchdowns here. I feel like they're going to kill them. So take the Chiefs, guys. I like the fact that you brought up the Giants coming off that big win. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some public side with the Giants now getting the points. I remember I went on Twitter. I'm not going to call on any names because I, I like the guy, so I'm not going to call any mm-hmm. names out. But uh, he was talking about when the Lions came out, he's like, this is my favorite play. It's the Giants plus nine and a half. And I was like, oh, boy, this here comes the public perception after they got that big one against Carolina and everything. I like the over because I'm with you. I think they're going to really put it on them. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes over no matter what. And I know the Chiefs defense has sucked of late. Mm -hmm. But if they're a little bit better, they are still going to score some points on them. But this might be a 40-burger kind of game for the Chiefs. And I think they can score more than 11 points. So uh, I like the over. But. This could be a body bag game. And next time, get that sounder a little louder so we can hear it. But I like that. I like the flow with it. So I'm going to yell at the guy in the back. He's got to fix that. What the hell's going on back yeah, there? You got to get the producer over there to fix that. <laughs> you got to talk. We got to talk to the sharp app. We, we got yeah, yeah. to talk to those guys. I can't, be, I can't be doing everything here. I'm all over the place here. I know. I hear you. I know. It's a big production <laughs> over here. I, I set everything up, but you know, it's a big production here nor there. Hey. That's the NFL card. I feel really great about it. Guys, if you have any questions, we're more than happy to answer them. That's what we're here for, live show. Glad you guys have been tuning in. We appreciate it. But now, let's get into college football. We got some big games for us here. Mm -hmm. Some big games I thought would never have been big ranked games, but here we are. The first one, Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan State's getting four and a half. The over under us, 50 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan here. Uh, Michigan has an actual resume where they have actually won against tough games against good teams. Uh, Michigan State, the best team that they have faced is Nebraska, who I've rated as the 40th best team in the country. And they won, uh, Michigan State won by three points in that game, and they were home in that game. So not very impressive. Um, I just feel like this is a step up in class here for Michigan State, who has a false ranking of, eight i just feel like that's a false ranking this team is literally probably the 25th to 30th ranked team i have down on the season so that's just what espn and all the polls do they just make it amped up to make this a game so but i feel like michigan they're gonna win and cover this game give me michigan 
Yeah, so I'm looking at what Michigan State has done. Uh, you got Northwestern on there. You got Youngstown State, it looks like. Miami, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Western Kentucky might be the best team they've faced Ugh. so far. Um, Rutgers, uh, they they handled Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers has been up and down a little bit. in Indiana, so. And they squeaked out a win against an Indiana team that I'm going to mm-hmm. get into a little bit later. That wasn't not impressive at yep. all, but... Uh, I think the real deciding factor this game is the defense and Michigan. They're ranked 11th in the entire country in total yards allowed and second in points allowed. I think that's important. Um, as far as defense goes for Michigan State, they're 87th in total yards allowed and 121st in the entire country in passing yards allowed. And because of that, I actually really like the over 50 and a half. I think Michigan's going to be able to put a good amount of points on Michigan mm-hmm. State. This is going to be this is not going to be your typical low scoring Michigan Michigan State game. Yeah, this over under is actually glad you said that is actually a little higher mm-hmm. uh, than it should be actually. So that's that's a good good pick too. Yeah, um, but- I mean, if you think Michigan's going to cover this game, I think that it's going to go over as well. I'm on both sides of that, but I really like the over here. Yeah, Michigan State also they these guys were projected to have like four and a half or five wins yes. this season. These guys aren't. They're just winning games. They're they're undefeated, so they have to make them look like they're a top ten team. But this team, I talked about that with Oklahoma State the other day. I mean, they lost mm-hmm. last week, so they dropped down to what twenty now. So this is what they're doing with Michigan State now. I mean, Iowa State didn't cover the game, I guess, because it was seven. It was a little bigger, but right. Michigan, I just feel like they'll get the cover here. Um, Michigan State's a fraud team that should not be in the top 10. It's absolutely absurd. I am definitely not going to see some team projected to win four or five games on the season win this game, and then what, are they going to be ranked five? No way this Michigan State team's getting ranked five. This team is not winning. If you guys want to lay the lumber, take the damn money line on Michigan State or something or whatever. I usually don't ever say, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> say that, say the wrong side. How are the stadium? We were bashing the other team. You think they turn the money the line I'll just on. be like, what the fuck? You lost the game. What the hell? Wait, I thought I said I took Michigan. What the hell's going on? Yeah, here? we just touted Michigan for an hour. Trust me, I've done that many times where I sent my pick out to my clients and I'm like, holy shit, I sent the wrong side. I got to redo it. <laughs> you know, I am up about it. You, <laughs> you can't lose that way, right? No, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a win-win situation for, for, for you. So you can't knock that. But overall, guys, Michigan laying the points, the over. Yeah. Let's rock and roll with it. I'm all about that over because there will be more points scored in this game. And it's mm-hmm. a nice juicy line for that over. The next game I want to get into an SEC matchup, Ole Miss at Auburn. Auburn is laying two and a half. The over-under is 66. I like Ole Miss here. Uh, Auburn has beaten all the teams on their level right now, like Arkansas, LSU. But this is another game where they're stepping up in class here. Um Auburn has won the last five matchups in this in these meetings, so I actually love that even more. They're only a little minus two spread, so they're just getting all the sucker bets for Auburn. Everyone's going to say, oh, they won the last five times they played. No, take the better team here. Um, public's going to get suckered into this game taking Auburn. I said from the beginning of the season when we did our uh, win totals, I got the win total under on Auburn, so I'm definitely not taking them here in this situation. Uh, give me Ole Miss. There should be some points scored, but should be around where the over/under is located. So I'll say 35 to 30 type of game. I'll take Ole Miss, who whose only loss has been to Alabama. So and I'll I'll take them until they prove me that they lose to uh, teams worse than them. So uh, I hate to bring it to you, Ross. Mm-hmm. I'm on the other side over here. Really? Yeah, I like I like Auburn here. I was originally liking Ole Miss here. 
but I was looking at why I would like Old Miss, and I just couldn't come across it. I found a lot more mm-hmm. things I liked with Auburn. Bo Nix has been real solid this year throwing a ball, typically a running quarterback. Uh, he's been really good so far. Uh, I'm just looking at what was going on with Ole Miss this year. You said their only loss was to Alabama. I need to know it, what the hell they're putting in that sparkling water now. You like Bo yes. Nix now? What the hell's going on here, man? Come on. Hey, I'm just telling you. I'm just going with stats here. Where I'm going with right no, now. No uh, there's stats. a few other. Stats there's a few other count. things. There's there's a few more things I also like with this as well. Look Auburn the, has been real solid as as a favorite you, after rest. Your guns, come on, man. You like the you hated Bo Nix before the season started. I, well, you know what? This is, I, you I did have this hated before Bo with before. Anthony Lynn before, dude. You were bashing him, and then mid season, you're like Anthony Lynn's doing some good stuff here. Sometimes I'm telling you, man. I'm just helping you. Let's make it through. Don't this game. I'll help myself to the to the you know the, the counter, if you will. I'm taking I'm not, Auburn. I'm not here. betting Ole Miss, but I'm making sure you're not betting Auburn. That's all I'm making. Okay, sure. all right. We'll see after next week. But Auburn is six and zero as a <laughs> as a home favorite, less than six points off back to back straight up wins. I was on Ole Miss before. I've been looking at things from before. This Ole Miss defense has not been that good. I think Bo Nix can take advantage mm-hmm. of that. They're ranked a hundredth in the entire country. Ole Miss in total yards. Uh, against over here, while all, Auburn's 31st in the country on a uh, total yards four. So, I mean, just that alone in itself with Bo Nix throwing the ball better, I'll take the home team here, laying the points. It's going to be a barn burner, but I'll, I'll go with the home team here. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, cool. I was just checking out, I was taking a quick look to see how many points were scored last year. So, um, yeah. there actually wasn't that many. So, that's why I kind of like, I'm looking, I kind of like the over in this game. And look at you. You got a little double revenge here, dude. Auburn won the last two here, last five. I don't know. Well, you know, you that's, don't think that's all right the there, That's right game. up your alley is the little usually double revenge. Usually it is. You know, usually right. it is. But you know what? It's It's been, it's a it's a quad quad revenge. Or, geez, it might be a five-time revenge. Jeez, um, so the, the thing is, I'm starting to remember now. Um, I had all, I remember games just come right to my head. So mm-hmm. I had Ole Miss last year, actually against Auburn and yeah. I remember it literally was tied the whole game and somehow Ole Miss gave up the touchdown at the end of the game I, I was in shock because I think I was getting yep plus three and a half and I'm like yeah, just lose by the field goal they lost by a touchdown at the end I'm like you gotta be kidding me or whatever it was just one of those type of games so nah um, I hear you there's some bad blood between these teams it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch for sure but definitely. I got a game speaking of revenge I got a game on the revenge tour that really stuck out to me mm-hmm. uh, Indiana at Maryland the line is currently at minus five the over under is at 50 rush you know I have games that I like before the season starts and there's games I have lines for that lines come out right off the bat this was one of these lines that came out um, when I looked at this for my revenge tour Indiana at Maryland, on July 15, 2021, they were getting six and a half points. Oh my God. Okay. This is how much of a turn this season has gone for Indiana. Indiana has been a hot mess. Quarterback situation. Penix was been back and forth. A guy that was supposed to be pretty much the best quarterback in the Big Ten has not lived up to expectations. Injury pretty much taking him out for the most part. Um, this is just a spot where I really like Maryland. This is homecoming. Uh, if you follow the Sharp app, you know I put this play in right away when it was two and a half points Maryland was laying. Now it's up to five, five and a half. The line just keeps going higher and higher. But if you're a follower on the Discord, you got it at two and a half with me. I absolutely love this play. 
Tua's brother's been fantastic. He's been throwing the ball really well. This is just a great spot. If you look at what they both of these teams have done, they've been on the losing end a lot this year, these last three games. Both teams losing three straight games, I believe, all facing Ohio State. So you can throw that out the window because they're just smashing everybody right now. But I'm looking at what Indiana's done. They lost 24 nothing to Penn State, Michigan State 20 to 15, Ohio State 7 to 54. I mean, they're not doing well here, but I mean, so Maryland hasn't been that great either. I mean, they were able to put up some points against Ohio State, but they also put a 66 burger on, which is insane. But this is a this is a good get right spot for the Terrapins for Testudo, the Terrapin, and the rest of the gang. This is going to be a good spot. The offense should be clicking here for Maryland. I really like them here. the The lines makers agree with me here. This line is skyrocketing so high because they know this might this might be a big game here where Indiana won't be able to score and Maryland's just going to put an onslaught of offense on this team. So give me the Terrapins. I am at two and a half, but I will be more than happy to lay five, six points with them. This is double revenge served beautifully on homecoming. Let's do this homecoming for the alumni for Testudo, the Terrapin, everybody else for Juan Dixon, Steve, Stevie franchise, all the great shit. This is, this, is, this is the game right here to get back on track for the Terrapins. Give me the Terrapins laying the points in a beatdown. And what? Hit the sounder. Hit the sounder. Uh, I told you, I can't do it all, man. Oh, come on, man. You had the sounder. <laughs> oh, I ain't got anything. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You had the body bag sounder. I was waiting for that. <laughs> no, nah, I got a rewind or something. Probably. Oh, Christ. Forget it. Never mind. I thought he had the body. You only right, get, one. Right. get one big bang. All right, dude. That's all right, sorry, that's, 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 that's all you get. You get the game, one but, body bag call for yeah, the Chiefs. But I do, I do like this game. I do like this Maryland game because I ran down the list on every single spread this week for college football. And this one looked like Maryland on a typical day should be minus two and a half. So seeing that they're at five and a half jumped out of nowhere, it's probably because all the Indiana quarterbacks are out for this game. So this looks like a great spot. And I just wanted to look through. The, I was looking through the games of Maryland real quick. They have four wins. They need two more for a bowl. Yes. And some of these teams are tough. They got at Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So the two games that they got to win are this one and they got Rutgers the last game of the season. So all they got to do is get, and that was their projected uh, win total actually this season was six wins. So they're due. They, these are the two games that they have to win. So to be focused and they, they played terrible. I had them last week against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, so these are the two games they just got to have after playing terrible these past couple of weeks anyway. So definitely a perfect spot here. And also, Maryland's been great at home as a home favorite. They're 7-1 against the spread in their last mm. eight games as a home fave. Russ, this is a noon kickoff, homecoming, bright and early. It's going to be a perfect spot for Maryland. Uh, I love them here. I think I think the QB play is going to be fantastic here. Uh, tons of weapons. I love it. Uh, mm -hmm. this, this is a perfect spot. Uh, the points are laid, Russ. This is it. Terrapins need this game, like you said, for the bowl eligibility, which all these teams are always trying to get. I cannot wait for bowl season this year. Last year, I absolutely crushed bowl season. I made sure oh. to bet every bowl game, and I was over oh, – man, what was the number? I think I was around 65% on the bowl game. So it was oh. all documented on Twitter. I, I made a pledge to bet every game of the bowl season, and it worked out great. Can't wait for it. And this is the step for them to get into those bowl games. So give mm -hmm. me the Terrapins. Oh, yeah, man. All right. That will do it. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Uh, remember to subscribe, like, all that good stuff. 
hey, get on the Sharp app. What are you doing? There's tons of great content on there, betting tools. Uh, you get your best lines for not even just the games, but for props as well. So you got it all here. And remember, use my code EBOM. Get 10% off for the Discord. If you're already part of it, you already got these plays at the right time. It pays to be a member. So get on board. Use the code EBOM. Get 10% off. You won't regret it. Tons of great cappers and my plays as well and Russ's plays. So just a little icing on the cake, cherry on top. Let's keep winning here, Russ. Let's do the thing. That's right. And make sure you guys subscribe. And how do I get my finger here? Down below, hit the like button right down there. Helps us out, guys. All you got to do is it's quick tap. You watch this video, even if you watch, you watch half the show. Just hit the like button on the bottom right there. All right. Subscribe. Every Wednesday, we put these shows out, guys, to help everyone win. So make sure you guys follow. Follow us on Twitter. Message us. We can help you guys out. If you have any questions about anything, message Anthony. He has, if you have questions about fantasy football, message him too. But if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to ask me and Chris. Um, so thanks for all the comments today. We appreciate the comments, guys. Keep them coming. And if you, again, if you have questions, we'll answer them. But this will close out the show. All right, man. Let's tackle that board. Let's tackle the board.